There is a mass awakening occurring on the planet right now and you're a part of it. But awakening can sometimes be a little sticky, especially if you're going through a process known as ascension. In this video, you're going to learn what ascension really is. Then I'm going to share the top six ascension symptoms that are occurring right now in these new energies. And some of these symptoms may be really different from what we used to experience when we had ascension processes on the planet in the old energy. Then I'm going to share four tips that are going to help you navigate your ascension symptoms and help you get some relief if you're having these symptoms right now. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. Now to part one of the video, what is ascension? <laughs> now, before I define ascension, ascension is used a lot. The term ascension is used a lot in spiritual circles, but I wanted to find another term that's very related to ascension. And we got to define that first so that we're all on the same page. And that other term is called light quotient or LQ. And the light quotient is basically the amount of light that your body can house and emit your body and your cells specifically. All right. That's your light quotient and ascension, very related to the light quotient. Ascension is the process in which your body begins to embody more light. <laughs> all right. So your body during the ascension process begins to take in more light. It begins to increase its capacity to hold more light and embody more light. All right. That's generally what ascension is. Now let's go to the three steps of ascension. All right. Ascension generally, uh, happens in three steps. The first step of the ascension process is, uh, the trigger or the switch or the on switch, something like that. And that's when the ascension process actually starts. Sometimes it starts right at the beginning of your spiritual awakening. So right when you have an awakening moment, and this can be anything really from people who spontaneously awaken when they're just sitting in meditation to other people who like me had to awaken through a lot of pain and suffering. Okay. So it depends on what situation your life, uh, happened in your life, but regardless, the ascension process will usually start within your spiritual awakening at some point. And it starts with this on switch or this trigger. Okay. When your body triggers that, that on switch is triggered for the ascension process to start. Then we go to step two, which is called the purge. All right. And this is when your body begins to release. It begins to release all of the density, old memories, karma, everything that it's housed from the past that no longer serves. It begins to release it. And that's called the purge. The purge is crucial in your ascension process. And it's one of the reasons why we have so many symptoms during the process of ascension is precisely because of this purge phase, because there's a lot going on in this step. There's a lot going on in the purge. And so basically when you think of the ascension process, I like to think of it a lot in terms of not just your body, but in terms of your cells going all the way down to your cells. All right. You have so many cells. Think about your cells as being these little bubbles. <laughs> They're little bubbles of energy, basically. All right. Your cells, it's estimated that you have between 30 and 40 trillion cells in your body. All right. And these cells are very active in the ascension process. Very, very active because it's through them that you can hold more light in your body. So when you're going through this purge phase, your cells are literally, if they're little bags, if you think of them as little bubbles filled with things, what happens is the cell begins to purge and let go and make room. It begins to clean up basically and make room for the new, for new light to come in. And so this purging process is an essential cleaning out process that makes room. It makes space for your body to then take on more light. Then in step three of, of the ascension process, that's when your light quotient begins to increase. Okay. So that LQ goes up that LQ that we were just talking about a little bit earlier, your light quotient increases in this step three, because now that your cells have let go of 
karma, memories, density, all kinds of old energy. Now there's room in those cells to embody more light. And so your light quotient increases. All right. So this is step three of the ascension process. And you can see how the light quotient is really, it's kind of the increase in this light quotient is really the end game of the ascension process. The more that you can clean out, the more that your cells purge, then the higher the space that's made available for the light quotient to go up. As your light quotient goes up, you're technically ascending. Now I want to leave a little side note here. Ding, ding. Here comes my side notes. I want to leave a little side note here before I move on to the symptoms, to the actual symptoms. And the side note is this, the reason I'm leaving this side note here is because I see this in a lot of spirituality circles. So I want to, I want to help cut this myth, uh, uh, completely from this conversation. And that is when we talk about ascension, we are in no way meaning to say that ascension makes you better than someone else. Okay. Because sometimes the word ascension, it can sort of mean some kind of hierarchy. So if I'm ascending, if I'm going to the top of the mountain, then there must be someone that's below me. <laughs> okay. So as soon as we start to use words that denote some kind of hierarchy, the ego can sometimes step in, um, and create falsehoods. All right. So the ascension process has nothing to do with you increasing your value. You're not going to suddenly become better than another person just because you're going through a spiritual awakening and an ascension process. All right. So regardless of whether you're going through ascension or not, your value is inherent. You are loved and you are worthy at all times and your value, your inherent value never changes, whether you are a guru or whether you're completely asleep, it doesn't really matter in terms of your value. So I wanted to leave this side note here, just in case the ego starts to get a little, a little arrogant saying, yeah, I'm going through a, I'm going through an ascension process. Look at me. I'm so much better than these other idiots over here. Okay. Cause this happens sometimes. So I wanted to leave this side note here before we move on to the symptoms. Now into part two of the video, the top six symptoms of ascension right now. And these symptoms, some of them have been occurring throughout, you know, years and years, maybe hundreds of years, maybe decades. I don't know, but there are some Ascension symptoms that are happening right now that are very different from the ones we used to talk about before. Okay. And the reason that the Ascension symptoms are changing a little bit is because of the intensity of the energy that's on the planet right now. Okay. If you're watching this video, right when I'm shooting it in the year 2020, <laughs> then you know that 2020 is a chaotic year with all kinds of things happening on the planet, but it's also the year that triggered mass awakening all over the world. So this energy, this mass awakening, it's occurring because light is coming into the planet. There's an increase in what's known as the light influx. Okay. So there is just so much more light entering the planet. And that's how these spiritual processes occur is because we're being bombarded with more light. And so as we're being bombarded, not just with more light, but the energy is more and more accelerated. Okay. Now this presents an issue for Ascension because whereas before the energy was nice and slow, it meant that our Ascension processes used to be a little bit more smooth, <laughs> a little bit slower, a little bit more smooth. Our bodies had more time to adjust to the changes in frequency and to the incoming light that was coming onto the planet. Well, now everything has accelerated. Everything has intensified. So that means that these symptoms are changing a little bit, mostly because our bodies have such a hard time with these accelerated energies. Your body is the part of you that's made of matter. The part that you can look in the mirror, this is made of matter. All right. And matter is difficult to change your quantum self, your aura, your chakras, the non-physical part of you can change just like this in no time at all. But the physical part of you, the matter, the hard part of you that takes a little while to change. And so your body has extra work, especially in these intense energies, because now more lights coming in. So the body's like, ah, <laughs> it needs to adjust faster and it needs to adjust to a higher concentration of light. So this is a Herculean effort, even though you can't, you don't really notice this, but this is an absolute miraculous and Herculean effort on the part of the body to be able to do this Ascension process at the speed that is required of us right now. Now, before I get into the top symptoms of Ascension, 
I wanted to let you guys know that there is a difference between ascension symptoms and what's known as a spiritual emergency. Okay. So even though I discuss some of the symptoms here and some of the symptoms of ascension may seem like they're similar to what's known as spiritual emergency, they are not. A spiritual emergency is a very different process that happens to a lot of people actually when they're going through a spiritual awakening. So I want to make sure that you don't confuse the two things. Okay. So if you're having a really difficult time right now with your spiritual awakening, you may be going through something way beyond ascension. You may be going through what's known as a spiritual emergency. So I'm going to drop a video uh, that I did on the topic. I'm going to leave links to that video in the description box below. So you can watch after this one to make sure to help you discern whether you're just going through ascension or whether you're going through a spiritual emergency. All right. So I'll leave the link to that in the description box below. You can watch after this one. Now onto the top ascension symptoms that are occurring right now. Uh, the majority of them, the top ones that are occurring are occurring within the self. So I'm going to talk about those, the individual ones, and then I'm going to give you a couple of extra ones that have to do with the collective. All right. So let's go to, into the individual symptoms first. All right. The first symptom is exhaustion, <laughs> exhaustion. This is, uh, probably, probably one of the top ones that are occurring, that's occurring right now in these new energies. And sometimes it's a type of exhaustion where you feel tired to the bones. It's such a deep, deep level of exhaustion. And now that you know what's occurring, you know why, right? We were talking about a little while ago, how this is an absolute Herculean effort that our physical bodies have to do right now under these accelerated energies, under this enormous influx of light that's occurring right now. It's very taxing on the physical body, which is the slowest part of you to change. Okay. So exhaustion is very, very common exhaustion. Literally like the term that comes to me is when you feel exhausted to the bones, tired to the bones, if you've ever heard that, that term. Okay. And that's essentially what this exhaustion feels like. It feels like you can't even walk up a flight of stairs. That's how tired you are. Okay. So exhaustion, one of the top, uh, symptoms of ascension right now. Number two is other physical issues. Okay. So I talked about exhaustion separate from these other physical issues because exhaustion is really such a prominent feature of the ascension process that I wanted to talk about it separately. But now the second one is other physical issues. Okay. And they can, they can range from the, the, the list is long. I won't be able to name all of the things, all of the physical issues that can go on, but I do want to talk about a couple of things in specific. One of them being uh, water retention issues with water. Okay. Because this is really common. So a lot of times when you're going through the ascension process, you can gain quite a bit of weight or retain a lot of water temporarily because that's a way for your body to adjust to the processing of energy. Water is a conductor of energy. And so the body intuitively knows and understands that when it's going through the purging phase, the more it holds on to water, the more the water will help circulate things. Okay. So you can think of it kind of the same way as you trying to wash your garage and your garage has a bunch of dirt on the floor and you're trying to wash it by just sweeping it dry. Okay. So you can kind of get a little bit of dirt by just sweeping your garage, just dry with no water, but there's always going to be a little bit of grime left over. So the best way to do it is you just grab a hose and you hose the whole garage down and poof, the water just clears out all the dirt. So it's kind of a, the same analogy. Your body understands that the more it retains water, the more that it can process the dirt or the density that's, that it's trying to purge. All right. So water retention is very, very common water issues, swelling, uh, a lot of water retention issues. Then a couple of other things I want to talk about here in this, in this physical issues, um, uh, section is there are two main body systems that are affected by the Ascension process. And I want to talk about them individually. The first one is the nervous system. Okay. 
The nervous system is so impacted by ascension first because the nervous system is literally the system of the body that translates the quantum world or the spiritual world or the non-physical world into phys physicality or the physical world. Okay. Your nervous system is the, is the mediator between the spirit world and the physical world. Okay. And so that system has to undergo tremendous changes in order to go through the ascension process, because as you're ascending, the nervous system is required to be more sensitive. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. When you're ascending a person that is increasing their level of consciousness, as they are ascending, their nervous system becomes more sensitized, meaning that it can pick up on subtleties more and more and more on energy subtleties more and more and more. All right. So it's very normal that as you're ascending, your nervous system must become more sensitive to the world. And this can be a little scary <laughs> to hear, um, for empaths or sensitive people who are already sensitive and they're, they're probably watching this video and they're thinking, are you crazy? I'm done with this ascension process. I don't want to become more sensitive than I already am but this is how ascension occurs. And this is a necessity of ascension. Your nervous system becomes more sensitized so that you can start to mingle in the spirit world and sense it and understand it and interpret it more easily. Essentially what the nervous system is doing is the wall between the physical world and the spiritual world just disintegrates and it becomes all spirit. It's all spirit already, but you get what I'm saying. You don't know it's all spirit because your nervous system is a little bit dampened in normal everyday life. When you go through the ascension process, the nervous system sensitizes more. And so you're able to pick up on, on subtlety. All right. This is common with, this is a necessity of the ascension process. So the nervous system, while it's going through this sensitization process, it could be a little bit overwhelming for the person because you can have anything from anxiety, uh, panic attacks, restlessness. You can just feel anxious all the time. And it's because your nervous system is a little bit on overdrive because it's getting sensitized. All right. So this is common, very, very common to have nervous system issues like anxiety, panic attacks, and things like that temporarily when you're going through the ascension process. So this is one of the systems that's heavily affected by ascension. The second system heavily affected by ascension is the immune system. All right. So it's common for people to have immune system issues. Uh, during their ascension process, the immune system is one of the most heavily affected systems in the body with ascension because the immune system has so much work <laughs> in the ascension process, especially in that second step of the ascension process, the purging phase, right? So your immune system is in charge of keeping your body healthy. It's in charge of eating up and munching down all of the dead things. It's, it's in charge of keeping you protected. So if there's a virus moving around, your immune system goes and kills it and eats it. If there's a cancer cell or a mutated cell, your immune system goes and chomps it down and gets rid of it so that your beautiful ecosystem system remains healthy. Well, imagine what the immune system has to do when the 30 or 40 trillion cells in your body decide that they're just going to vomit out <laughs> old density that no longer serves the system. The immune system's like, ah, <laughs> what is happening? There's so much dirt. What am I going to do? And so the immune system very frequently has to kick it up a notch. It's very, very overworked during the ascension process because it has a lot to clean up from all of the purging in the cells. Okay. So it's very common also to have immune system issues. Sometimes they can go all the way to a person actually being diagnosed with an immune system disease that then sometimes goes away. Okay. So it can go all the way to those extremes, but most commonly what happens with the immune system is that you'll have temporary bouts of inflammation. It's very, very common. So a lot of times people may have some, you know, temporary joint pain or their, their, their body can just be achy and inflamed. And, and this is common when the immune system kicks into overdrive from all of the stuff that it has to clean up. Okay. So these are the, these are kind of the most common physical issues that are going on other than the exhaustion is the water retention, the nervous system issues and the immune system issues. The third ascension symptom is disconnection. 
All right, so the process of disconnection is, it's crucial also in the ascension process. And literally what disconnection means from an energy perspective is that your energy system is going to unplug from what's known as a grid or an energy grid, all right? And think of energy grids, the, the planet is surrounded, it's kind of encased by different energy grids of different frequencies, okay? So you can just think of an energy grid surrounding the planet, all right? And there are energy, multiple energy grids of different frequencies depending on what your level of energy is, okay? And so when you're going through the ascension process, uh, the side note here is that you're always plugged into a grid, otherwise you wouldn't be able to live here on earth, okay? So let me leave that ding ding, that side note here. You're always plugged into a grid, an earth grid, uh, an energy grid, or you know, Gaia grid, because if you weren't plugged in, you wouldn't be able to live here on the planet, okay? So you are always plugged into a grid, it just depends on what frequency that grid is emitting. So when you're going through disconnection, when that ascension process starts and your body starts to house more light, your light quotient goes up, your energy system, your energy will no longer be in resonance with the grid you used to be plugged into. And so that's where disconnection occurs. Your energy unplugs from an old energy grid and then it's gonna eventually plug into a new energy grid. Sometimes it takes a little while, okay? So this process of disconnection, very, very common. I put it here as a symptom because disconnection can be very jarring for people, very, very jarring and uncomfortable because sometimes it can go to the extreme where you unplug from an energy grid and you suddenly, all of your friends drop off the face of the earth. You, they, just, they just disappear from your life. And that could be really traumatizing for the person because the person says, I don't understand. I had these lifelong friends and now they're all gone. <laughs> I've had so many people say this to me and this happened to me too. Some of my friends that I had for many years just disappeared from my life when I had that process of disconnection. So I put this here as a symptom because it can be very traumatizing for people sometimes. I'm not gonna go deeper into this in this video because I shot an entire video on this topic of disconnection. I'm gonna leave a link to that video in the description box below. So if you feel like you're disconnecting from your current energy grid, if you have this intuition that that's what's happening to you, you can watch that video after this one. The fourth symptom is disorientation. <laughs> Okay, this one is super common also. And this is when you feel totally disoriented, confused. You don't know if you should step that way or that way or that way. You, it's very hard for you, become very indecisive temporarily because you're, you're so disoriented that you don't know if you should make a decision that way or make a decision that way. So, so you become a bit indecisive for a period of time. This disorientation is also very common and you can see how it's a little bit related to the, to the symptom that I just talked about, the disconnection symptom. Of course, you're gonna become disoriented. If you've been plugged into a certain energy grid maybe your whole life and then suddenly plop you unplug from it and you're kind of floating around especially until you plug into the new one you're floating around for a little bit life can seem surreal because things haven't solidified for you you haven't gotten used to the new grid and the new energy that you're in so it can cause a bit of disorientation because you may not even know who you are anymore because when you're going through the process of ascension there are so many changes occurring that you may be becoming a new person and your ego has a hard time wrapping itself around the idea that you're changing so fast, okay? So this is common, disorientation is common. If you're feeling confused, lost, indecisive, know that this is another symptom of ascension. Symptom number five is grief and sorrow, okay? Now, what's, this one is a little bit new. <laughs> this one's a little bit new and sometimes people get this confused with something else, okay? So sometimes people will reach me and they'll say, I'm just in a horrible state of grief and sadness because you know, I think it's because my, I had a relationship and it ended and I think I'm still grieving that. Or I think it's because this happened, I lost my job and I'm probably still grieving it. And so what's happening is the person is thinking that the grief and the sorrow that they feel deep in their heart is because of something that happened in the external world, okay? And this is common because it's really the mind just trying to, to find meaning in what's happening to them. But the grief and sorrow that I'm talking about here is much deeper and it has precisely to do with the disconnection symptom that I talked about earlier, okay? 
When your energy system unplugs from an old grid, can you see why you can feel intuitively, deeply just feel sorrow and grief? Because you're literally leaving behind an entire energy that has been a part of you sometimes your whole life. And so the grief and the sorrow that you're feeling, it's not so much because of something that happened out there. It's because of a spiritual process of your energy being disconnected and moving on to something else. And that can cause grief on an energy level, grief that you really don't know how to explain because you didn't know it was coming from that. And this type of grief can be very deep. It could be so deep that it feels like someone has died or it feels like you're dying. <laughs> I've had people say this to me before. It feels like a death. And, and, and the person's like, but I haven't had a death in my family. You know, I, I don't know where this is coming from, but the grief feels like death. And you see, that's, that's the correct interpretation. It is kind of like death because you're unplugging from what you knew and from your past and from everything that's been a part of your life before. Okay. So this grief and this sorrow that's deep, that sometimes people have no explanation for it's coming from the fact that your system has unplugged from an old grid. All right. So if you're feeling this, just take a nice deep breath and say, wow, okay, now I know where this is coming from. It had nothing to do with me breaking up with my boyfriend two years ago. It has to do with me unplugging from the old grid and, and plugging into a new one. And it's okay. Cause it's normal to feel grief. There's nothing wrong with it. So you don't need to panic. The sixth sign of Ascension, the sixth Ascension symptom is a heart chakra expansion. This is one of my favorite, um, but I'm leaving it here as a symptom because it can cause some turbulence in your life too. This one, this heart chakra expansion, this is a very unique ascension symptom that's occurring more and more right now in these new energies because we're entering the age of the heart. <laughs> this new energy that's on the planet, this new age that we're getting, that we're going into right now is the age of the heart. And so when you are going through an ascension process right now in this energy, your heart is heavily influenced. It's heavily cleansed. It has to expand and open a lot more than it was before. <laughs> we lived with relatively closed hearts for a really long time. Sometimes not even relatively, sometimes totally closed. And so now in this new age, we're being asked as we ascend, we have got to open our hearts. Okay. So it's a crucial part of the ascension process right now. Now the heart expansion, this sounds beautiful and wonderful and it is, but it can also cause some issues because what's happening on an energy level is your, the way that I can see it when I close my eyes is when the heart starts to expand and get bigger and bigger and opening and opening, it's almost like it starts to engulf the rest of the chakras to a point where all of your chakras fold into the heart and you're just left with heart. <laughs> that's your primary and only chakra basically. And that's where I'm visualizing things are going in terms of, in terms of our chakras. It's a unification of the chakras at the center, which is your heart. Okay. And so when th this process, although it's beautiful, because what it means is when your heart starts to expand, you see all the connection with all things. You have this beautiful compassion. You give people a break. You give people the benefit of the doubt because you realize everybody's doing the best that they can. So there's this beautiful tenderness and compassion and love and gentleness that comes as your heart is expanding. But as that process is occurring, it can be very jarring because you'll actually start to have heart, uh, uh, symptoms. You can, it can actually impact your physical heart. And so a lot of times people will have palpitations, they'll have their uh, tachycardia. So their heart rate will increase faster than normal. All right. And this can happen temporarily. Other times people become so aware of their heartbeat. That's one of the biggest signs that people send to me when, when they're going through a heart expansion, they'll say, it's very uncomfortable. I, I just can't stop feeling my heart <laughs> and it's uncomfortable to them at first but th these are all signs of the heart expanding. So a lot of times people will just be sitting in meditation and where their heartbeat, they weren't noticing it at all before in everyday life. Now they can feel it. Boom, boom. <laughs> okay. So this can, this can be uncomfortable for people, but especially the palpitations and the tachycardia can feel uncomfortable because people will start translating that into anxiety and, and from just a simple tachycardia to anxiety can be a real fine line. Okay. Especially if you don't know what's going on. 
All right, so this heart chakra expansion, very, very crucial in the ascension process, but it can present actual heart issues or heart signs. So be aware that if your heart's fluttering or if it's, if you're going through palpitations or if you're feeling your heart beat more than usual, it's, it's another symptom of the ascension process. Okay, so those were the six major uh, ascension symptoms that I wanted to talk about, but they were individual. Now I'm gonna give you two extra symptoms of the ascension process. I'm just gonna tack them on as extra bonuses. And these are collective symptoms. And I wanted to leave this here just to kind of help you give meaning and understanding to what's happening on the planet right now because the energy is really chaotic, okay? So here are two additional uh, ascension symptoms that are more related to the collective. The first one is instability. Okay, so, you know, again, if you're watching this right when I shoot it in 2020, you know that 2020 is a crazy year. There's a lot of instability, not just being caused by COVID, but by other things going on, okay? So I'll use, you know, I'm American, so I'm tuned in to the American collective consciousness a lot. So let's use the US as an example because it's been an extreme example, but this is happening all over the world, really. It's been an extreme example of instability um, with these new energies. So it goes from COVID to, uh, they've had protests around racism, police brutality, um, you know, political turmoil. They even went through a phase of wildfires all the way up the West Coast, you know, from California all the way up to Canada almost. And all of this happened at the same time is happening at the same time in the US, okay? So this instability is actually being caused by the ascension process and by the incoming light that's hitting the planet. When more light hits the planet, there can be a, a lot of instability on the collective level because everybody's getting bombarded with light and not everybody's awakened, so they don't know what's happening to them. And so systems can be completely destabilized by all of this energy coming in, okay? All of this light coming in. So instability in the outer world is very common during the ascension process. So that's one extra. The way that you can think of this collective instability, you can actually think of it in the same way that we were talking about the purging in your own body, okay? Remember I said that your 30 to 40 trillion cells just started purging out old stuff during the ascension process. Well, collectively that happens. Whatever happens in the microsystem happens in the macrosystem also. And so you can think of this, uh, this instability on the planet as the purging phase of the ascension process on a collective level, okay? So the collective is purging things that no longer serve. All right, and, and this has to do with what's called shadow work. So whenever light hits the planet, we are then forced, not really forced, but we're called to do shadow work because as soon as light shines onto something, everything starts to get illuminated, all right? And so shadow work is essentially when we start to see the things that we didn't see before, <laughs> okay? That's called shadow work. So collectively, this instability that's happening around the world is precisely because there's a lot of shadow work going on. And if you're not awakened to know what shadow work is, shadow work can be difficult, okay? And painful, all right? I'm not gonna go too much into shadow work other than this, but I did shoot a video on it especially on shadow work for the collective. And I'm gonna leave links in the description box below if you wanna go deeper on the shadow work for the collective and how, how you can help and how you're impacted by it. The second extra symptom uh, that has to do with the collective is polarization, okay? And this occurs when the energies polarize before they come to the center and balance, okay? So you can think of it like a pendulum. All right, so a pendulum, when you swing a pendulum in one direction, it swings back in the other direction and it keeps swinging back and forth, back and forth until eventually it reaches the center and it rests at the center, okay? Polarization is occurring a lot right now in the reality as we're going through the ascension process. And I'll give you, again, I'll give you an example uh, that's occurring 
all over the world, not just in the US. This is actually happening a lot all over the world. And that's um, when we polarize in political beliefs. Okay, so I wanted to use that as an example. So there's a rise in extremist movements, political movements everywhere around the world. Um, people are polarizing more towards the extreme. So we have a rise, for instance, in, um, you know, fascist uh, worldviews. There's, there's a lot of polarization, both on the extreme right and on the extreme left, not just on the right. And so these polarizations are pulling people to the opposites of the energy. And sometimes you ask yourself, wow, where have all the moderates gone? <laughs> where have all the centrists gone? Where, where, where is everybody going because it just seems like the extreme right is screaming at the extreme left and there's there's no moderate anymore okay so this can seem like it but it's because the the polarization is creating a lot of noise all right and i'm just using the political um politics as an example but polarization can be seen anywhere all right and polarization is literally just an extreming of the energies from one end to another they're they extreme they go to extreme opposite ends of each other instead of coming to the middle and mingling a little bit more, okay? Polarization is another common symptom of ascension. We go, we stretch out into the extremes and then eventually we're like, oh, maybe it's not like this. Maybe I should veer a little bit more over here. And so kind of like the pendulum, we start veering towards the center and towards the center. And then eventually things equalize, okay? Not, not really equalize, that's not the right word. Let me see if I can find a better word. Harmonize, that's the better word. Eventually things harmonize, okay? So harmonization or unity is the opposite of polarization, all right? So I wanted to leave these two collective symptoms of ascension um, for you so you can kind of, it, it'll help you understand the events that are going on around the world on kind of this macro uh, sense. Now to part three of the video, how to work with ascension. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you four tips. These are four crucial tips for working with the ascension process when you're going through it. All right, the first tip, and I talk about this probably until, I'm gonna talk about this until I die, until I'm blue in the face for sure. The first tip and very crucial tip is grounding. <laughs> grounding, grounding, grounding. <laughs> So the, the ascension process is so jarring on the system. It pulls on you. It pulls on you. It involves different things happening that we have already discussed. Everything from you disconnecting from the energy grid, all these different symptoms happening. And so the ascension process can unground you. And, and that's normal. There's nothing wrong with it, with it doing that, but it can unground you as it's happening. Okay. It can destabilize your system. And so the antidote for that is when you know you're going through an ascension process, it's crucial for you to have and incorporate into your life grounding practices, the more the, the merrier. Okay. So grounding practices can be so different. There's so many different ones, but I'll, I'll name a few of them and then you can look them up after this video. All right. So it could be anything from you taking your shoes and your socks off and just going out in the bare earth, either in your backyard or in the middle of a forest or in the middle of a field and putting your feet on the dirt, on the ground, on mother earth. This is called earthing and just doing that for a while or sitting down in a park for meditation, sitting down without having a towel or anything, just sitting down on the grass or on the bare earth and doing your meditation that way. Okay. So earthing is a really important one. Um, you can do drumming and dancing coming into your body is very grounding. So any activity where you come into your body, dancing, drumming is drumming is a really important grounding activity for me. Uh, so I love to recommend it. Uh, what other grounding activities? Deep breathing exercises. So for instance, you could do a pranayama uh, breath or you can do a Wim Hof breathing technique. You can look him up. Um, but regardless, find deep breathing techniques that you can work with and, and, you know, put on one of those tracks and listen, deep breath work also brings you into your body. And then when I'm in my body, I'm grounded. Okay. So there's another one. Um, what else, what else can help you ground doing meditation also, but doing a different type of meditation than you're used to. Okay. So grounding meditation. So those are the meditations where you're in your body. You're not trying to visualize other planets or other beings beings or you're not trying to get out of the body. 
you're doing a type of meditation that's grounding to your system. Okay. So that's another grounding technique. Another one is just being in nature, put your hiking shoes on or go to Airbnb and rent a cabana in the, in the middle of the woods for a weekend. I don't know. I just made that up but be in nature as much as possible. Even if it means that you only have access to some trees in a park, cause you live in a city like New York, for instance, which I lived in for many, many years. So central park was just a safe haven for me. There's just so much nature there. All right. So if you live in a big city and you don't have access to the great outdoors every single day, then find a park with some trees and a bench and some grass. And, and, and that could be your connection to nature. All right. But, but just be outdoors connected to nature, especially to trees. Okay. The older, the better. All right. Trees are just amazing at grounding and helping you ground. Another technique is to use slow movements. Okay. So like a Tai Chi or a Qigong routine, look those up on, on YouTube. You can find Qigong, um, and Tai Chi routines. And these are practices where people move very, very slowly. Okay. So this, this is a movement, a type of movement, a meditative movement that's done very slowly and very consciously. The slower the movement, the more you come out of your mind and you come into your body and you focus on your body. All right. So there you go. I gave you a bunch of grounding techniques. There are more for sure, but I gave you a bunch of grounding techniques to start there. You must ground beautiful soul. When you're going through the Ascension process, I can't emphasize, I can't overemphasize this grounding is crucial. The second tip is to do heart work. <laughs> okay. So remember one of the symptoms I was talking about was that heart expansion. So a lot of heart work is important when you're going through the Ascension process. Now, what the heck is heart work? <laughs> I'll give you some examples. There are different techniques that you can use. One of my favorite, um, heart techniques is the use of the Hawaiian prayer known as Ho'oponopono. Um, you can look it up. Ho'oponopono has four parts and you literally just repeat the four parts of the Ho'oponopono prayer over and over and over again. And it starts to create this beautiful force field within your heart. Okay. The four parts of Ho'oponopono and you can say them in any order you want is I love you. Um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. Okay. These are the four parts of Ho'oponopono. You can sit in meditation. Like I do every day. I sit in meditation. I have my mala beads and a traditional mala necklace has 108 beads. And so it looks kind of like a rosary. That's where the tradition of rosary and Catholicism comes from. It's the same idea you can use your mala beads to count. And so what I do is I just grab my, my mala beads and I sit and I do a round of Ho'oponopono through the 108 beads on my mala necklace. Okay. So I do that every morning. So you can do this also as just a general practice of connecting more with your heart. Another way of doing heart work is to, um, use a couple of techniques by, by, um, these organizations that I really, really admire and love so much. One of them is look up the heart coherence meditation by the heart math Institute. Okay. And heart math Institute is this wonderful organization that's been studying heart intelligence for a really long time. And they've developed a lot of tools to work with the heart. One of them is called the heart coherence meditation. You can find it on the, the heart math website, or maybe on YouTube, you can probably find this meditation. It's guided. You just, you just listen to it and you go through this coherence, um, meditation. It's designed to, to bring your heart and your mind into coherence. Okay. So that's coming from the heart math, heart math Institute. Another practice that I love is the compassion meditation that, that come, comes out of the uh, center for healthy minds. Okay. So, um, this is a beautiful organization also that's been really, um, really kind of pushing to us to evolve. And, uh, this is coming from, uh, the work of, uh, Dr. Richard Davidson. So he's, you know, he's famous for doing studies on being friends with the Buddha, with the Buddha. Oh my God. Being friends with the Dalai Lama. And he's a, he's a neuroscientist. So, um, he's very famous, has a lot of books and he also is the, the, I think the founder of the center for healthy minds. So if you go and look up the center for healthy minds, you're going to find different meditations there. One of them is the compassion meditation. I love that meditation. It, it works to, to open this heart into compassion. 
And the last technique I like to use for, um, for heart work is to just have a heart-centered mindfulness practice, okay? So what does this mean? This means that you have to become comfortable with your heart. So for example, just because your heart flutters or just because your heart starts beating a little bit more powerfully than usual, there's no need for you to freak out. <laughs> there's no need for you to freak out. In fact, when you do freak out, if you're having any heart issues, when you do freak out, you're making them 10 times worse because anxiety triggers tachycardia in the heart anyway. So you're just making the symptoms 10 times worse. So by doing this heart, um, this heart centered mindfulness, I like to just sit in meditation and I focus on my heart beating. Boom, boom, boom. I just focus on my heart. You could put your hand on your, on your chest if you want to, if you want to do it that way and just focus on your heartbeat, get comfortable with your heartbeat, listen to it, connect with it, pay attention to it, be with it. Okay. Then this is a very simple, very, very simple meditation practice, but it's very helpful for the people who get freaked out when they have these heart, uh, these heart uh, symptoms. Okay. This is going to help you be more centered and, and the more at peace you are, the more calm your heart's going to be too. The third tip is community. <laughs> I don't talk about this enough in my videos, but I should, I'm going to talk about this more. Community is absolutely crucial. Seeking community is crucial during the ascension process because there are so many things happening to you. Even just you disconnecting from an old energy grid, that, that's enough, right? But all of the other things that are happening with ascension that you can feel very alone and like nobody understands you. So seeking out community, seeking out people that are going through exactly the same ascension process as you, this could be really valuable because it can help you stay grounded and calm no matter what's happening in your outside environment. Okay. And you could seek out community in multiple ways. You can seek it out physically. So you can register for a retreat or go to a, a go to an event and meet new people go to a spiritual event, meet new people, go to an event with a teacher that you admire and meet new people there. Uh, go to classes in, you know, a yoga studio or a spiritual, uh, uh, organization close to you. So you could do it physically seeking out community, or you can do it online where you connect with people like you connect with, we connect with each other here on my YouTube channel and on my social media, that's community too. So this is really valuable that you also have that online community that can help you. Cause you can literally meet people from all over the world and you can understand that we're all going through the same thing and everything's going to be okay. So the seeking of community is really important, not just for you to feel understood, but to calm your system. Because when I know that what I'm going through is isn't like, I'm not going insane. I'm not going crazy. And I'm, th this isn't just happening to me. Look, this is happening to that person and to that person and to that person. It calms your system and grounds you right away. Okay. So seek community physically or online. The fourth tip is to take care of your body. And this can seem like common sense, but I cannot tell you how overlooked this is in spiritual communities. Everybody wants to be out of the body, meditating in some cave or an ashram somewhere for hours and hours and hours coming out of the body, transcending the mind and doing all these things. <laughs> that seems to be what, what, what's considered enlightenment nowadays. And so a lot of times it seems common sense, but it's so overlooked is the fact that when you are going through so many spiritual processes, but especially Ascension, you must take care of your body, beautiful soul, because we've talked about this in this video, your physical body has a really hard time with Ascension. It's in fact a Herculean miraculous effort that this bunch of bones and meat can actually ascend. Okay. It's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. And the fact that we are ascending so much faster than we did before means that the body is just, it's being taxed even more. Okay. So taking care of your body is absolutely crucial. So, you know, I've had so many people reach me and work with me and they they really want to focus on the spiritual part, on the energy work and all that. But then when I ask them simple questions, like, what do you eat? They're like, oh, you know, I like my burger and my fries, my McDonald's every once in a while. And I'm like, 
What? <laughs> you want to do spiritual energy work, but you're eating McDonald's? What? How? No, that's not going <laughs> to, it's not, it's not going to happen. Why? Because I'm eating food that's so unhealthy for me that no matter how much I try to do the spiritual processes, I can only do a spiritual process through my body. I can't leave my body behind. And if I'm poisoning my body, the spiritual process itself will, it'll, it just won't happen. Okay. So when you're going through ascension, please, please, please venerate your body. Take super care of it with basic things like a healthy diet. You don't have to be vegetarian or vegan, but try to decrease your meat consumption, at least temporarily, because the lighter you're eating, the healthier you're eating in terms of more plants, more fruit, vegetables, lots of vegetables, the lighter your proteins, the less taxed your body is with digestion. Okay. And the less taxed your body is with digestion, the more energy it has to use for the ascension process. Okay. So at least temporarily, not that you have to be a vegetarian or a vegan forever, but maybe decrease animal protein consumption for a little while, increase your plant, uh, vegetable fruit consumption. So diet is one way, no processed foods. You see, just eat things from the earth. Okay. So that's one way water, um, drink lots of water, at least two liters of water, at least, uh, a day, lots of water, because again, water helps with the, the process of ascension, a lot of sleep, not, not just a lot of sleep in terms of don't sleep. You don't have to sleep 14 hours a day. That's ridiculous, but sleep good. Okay. Sleep well, <laughs> good sleep, good, restful sleep. All right. So these are the three pillars, the three pillars of keeping your body nice and healthy. You can take some vitamin supplements, some, some supplements if you need those too, but these are the three important pillars of keeping your body nice and nice and healthy. Add some exercise there too, but don't overtax it, especially when you're going through the exhaustion phase of the ascension process. If you're completely exhausted and your body's like, I have no more prana, I'm just, I'm having such a hard time taking in more light. And suddenly you get up and you're like, I'm going to go do CrossFit, <laughs> which is what I used to do. I don't know if you know what CrossFit is, but I used to be a CrossFitter. And so the point is you don't want to get up and tax your body to an extreme to where your systems are like, oh my God, but I have no energy for this. What are you doing? So, so you may have to cut down on the type of exercise that you do and dedicate yourself more to a yoga or a Tai Chi, a Qigong, maybe a hike, maybe a daily walks, maybe a jog, something like this. Tailor your exercise because exercise is important, but tailor it for the ascension process so that you're not overtaxing a body that's already super taxed. The last thing I want to leave here on how to take care of the body is the use of fasting. Okay. Now, Fasting has been used for thousands of years and it does have its place in the ascension process if you want to try it. Fasting is a great way for you to reset your systems and, you know, detoxify if you have been eating a crappy diet or things like that. Fasting is, it's really great to use fasting. So you can do an intermittent fasting like I do. So I'm an intermittent faster all the time, not just during ascension processes. That's just how I live. I'm an intermittent faster. I fast for at least 16 hours a week, a week. Oh my God, a day. <laughs> I fast for at least 16 hours a day and I, and I eat in a window, in a short window of, of time during the day. So I'm an intermittent faster. You can try that. You can look up intermittent fasting online, or you can do a full fast, uh, or a water fast. If you want to go deeper into the, into the benefits of fasting, the only warning or side note I'm going to leave here on fasting is please don't exaggerate the fasting because your body can actually be ungrounded more from fasting. Okay. When you stop eating, it's sort of an ungrounding kind of activity. So again, it could be really important in certain phases to help detoxify your body for a bunch of different reasons. But for the purposes of this video, which is the ascension process, don't exaggerate in your fasting because it may unground you more. Okay. So I don't recommend doing a month long fast water fast during the ascension process, for example, because you would unground yourself too much. Okay. So maybe just stick to an intermittent fasting or maybe do one or two days of fasting, play around with that. But I wanted to leave the tool of fasting here too, because that's, that could be an important tool to help rid yourself of, of talking 
toxins and of things that have been accumulating in your body, maybe from bad diet um, or bad lifestyle that you've had. And so fasting does play a good role, but just don't exaggerate during uh, the ascension process. All right, beautiful soul. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you are feeling any of the ascension symptoms that I just described in this video. Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I talked about in this video. You might want to continue to watch over here. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.